Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 784, Feb 3, 2022. 51 degrees was the high on this day in 1934, and it was 27 below in 1886. Is that right? Which it feels like right this and minute. now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. It's gotten this ridiculous. How ridiculous is it? Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, Garcetti claimed he held his breath when he posed for a maskless photo oh, with God. NBA legend Magic Johnson at the uh, L.A. Rams. <laughs> uh, covered. It's okay. That's fine. And you know, Clinton didn't inhale either. Right. <laughs> right. Garcetti joined uh, Johnson and San Francisco Mayor London Breed for the photo taken at SoFi Stadium in L.A. during the uh, NFC Conference Championship game between the 49ers and the Rams Sunday. The Democratic mayors and law and California Governor Gavin Newsom have faced scrutiny for appearing maskless at the game and apparently discarding local masking requirements in the arena's own policy. Now listen for this non-apology apology. I'll take personal responsibility. And if it makes you and everybody else happy, or even the photographs with people where I'm literally holding my breath for two seconds, I won't even do that, Garcetti told reporters at a press conference while defending keeping the mask mandate in place. Ah. Uh, I don't, it's just ridiculous. It's just, these people are beyond, beyond parody. It's amazing. How can you not know how stupid that sounds? I won't pull my mask down for two seconds anymore. That's easy, Garcetti said, but to me it is crystal clear that nobody has been endangered by that, and I'm trying to model good behavior of making sure we wear the mask for the entire game. But the point is, you idiot, you didn't. This is this is him responding to us saying, you're stupid. He is saying right back to us, yes, I am stupid. <laughs> the governor also was on the defensive about his own maskless photo with Johnson in one of SoFi's suites. At a Monday news conference, Newsom said he was very judicious about having his mask on despite the photo. The rest of the time I wore it, as we all should, Newsom said, not when I had a glass of water or a thing. I don't know what a thing is. And I encourage everybody else to do so, and that's it. So, uh, so that, but isn't that the Clinton defense though? Didn't Clinton say he's stealing a page from Bill? Right. Bill said, "I won't pull my pants down for two minutes anymore no. if it helps." <laughs> <laughs> I think no, but you're like onto that. something. It's as ludicrous as I didn't inhale. Right. Yes. L.A. County's mask mandate for events with over five thousand people in attendance, regardless of vaccination vaccination status, and SoFi Stadium's own policy requires masks except while eating and drinking although many fans were seen flouting the policy during the playoff games. Well, there you have it. Why don't we just say this thing is over? Well, uh, a lot of us have. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. just Sorry. say it's over. We're not, we can't be, us, us fools can't be expected to listen to these morons. It's been over for about a year and a half for me. I, God, I don't know. Mighty. Well, but we, it, it's, we all have our own timing. It, it's... We've seen so many examples of this very thing. You know, when, when New, remember, I, I, I jokingly said the Babylon Bee thing the other week where mm-hmm. Newsom's in front of a podium in front of all this carnage in downtown Los Angeles, and right. it says he wants answers as to who's responsible for this. Right. Well, well you are, right. Gavin. <laughs> That's Babylon Bee stuff when the mayor says, 
I held my breath. Right. <laughs> yep. I didn't endanger anybody. I happen to agree with you, sir. But you're an idiot. Right. You can't I guess that makes ways. me an idiot. Have you guys ever used snow to clean your garage floor? Um, accidentally, mm-hmm. sure. Wait a minute. Wait no, how do you mean I have it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have to get this off my chest. Okay. What do you mean, snow to clean your garage floor? Haven't you ever gone outside, walked back in the garage, and dumped a shovel full of snow on the garage floor and then brushed it out or squeegeed it out? I Never. have to say no. Yeah, Never. I have, Such. Okay, I have. I have too, and I've been doing it wrong. Oh, well, I didn't realize there's a method. How do you there it? is, and I didn't know it. <clears throat> A, a guy sent me a video. Somebody in the snow belt somewhere in this country felt necessary to post a video of himself using snow to clean his garage floor. And it could have been a garage floor in Minnesota. You could see all the crud on the garage floor. Well, the way I used to do it would be I would walk in and just fling a shovel full of snow on the garage floor yeah. and then squeegee it out. Sure. Uh-uh. Been doing it wrong. You got to brush it in or something? Here's what this guy did, and it works really neat. He brings in, he brought in four individual piles of snow, and then okay. he deposited them at the foot of his uh, garage floor. He didn't pile them on top of each other. There were four individual piles of snow. Sure. And he starts with pile number one uh, with, a, with a very stiff uh, uh, broom. Four, four broom. Bro- yeah. Okay. yeah not, a, broom. not a squeegee, a broom. A push broom. A push broom. Then, a yeah. push broom. And he starts walking that snow up and back and walking that snow up and back. And with each pass, you could see the floor getting cleaner. And he's babbling while he's doing this. And he's saying, okay, I think this this snow has lost its ability to continue to pick up dirt. So he starts with the next fresh pile of snow. And he sweeps that up and he comes back and he sweeps that up and he comes back. And you can see the floor getting cleaner and cleaner as the snow is picking up the debris. And then when he exhausts that pile... He goes to the third pile, and he walks up and back, and now the floor is looking like new. It's getting there. Walks up and back, walks up and back. Finally, he goes to the fourth pile, and he does that again, and then he opens the garage door and gets rid of the snow, and he has a, he has a spanking clean floor. This dude needs uh, therapy. No, this really, I, that's the way you do it. I've been doing it wrong. I honestly thought there was a punchline. I know, I know. Yeah. I was setting it up. <laughs> there was one, wasn't it? Yeah. No. no. Um, no. Chris, may question. I, may yes. I ask a question? Yes. Was it confirmed, uh, given the length of time this took, how much this guy hates his wife and kids? No. <laughs> right. I don't know why you're in the garage again. I'm in the garage again. He's been out there for seven hours cleaning the floor. Pushing it, snow back and forth. It didn't, it didn't take him ten minutes. It was, it was, this is the way I'm now going to try it the next time I do it. Oh, and the God. wife, the wife washing with her arms crossed like this, like, well, he does it all the time. No, I got the right broom for it. I'm not going to squeegee it. That's been another of my mistakes. Please, God, take video of this so we can post it. <laughs> Brushes and brooms. Yeah, it, it, the garage, the garage sweeper. story. I would recommend getting a separate broom for this function uh, because there's nothing more irritating to me than having a wet push broom. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who cares? I mean, by the well, time you, you go do it again, and, the broom will dry out. You go ahead and make a mistake, and you'll learn. This, well, yeah, this guy he, didn't. Kenny's say any, right. This guy didn't say anything about alternating brooms. Uh, the he's, key. He hasn't figured it out yet. The key is the four individual piles of snow with each pile contributing to a cleaner and cleaner garage floor. Send that guy an email. I guarantee you he has two brooms.
Okay, fine. I'll go with two brooms. When am I using I have, the second I, one? I have two brooms, and I don't clean my floor like that. I just use it to get the corners where the snow seeps in. I yeah. use one broom for that because it gets wet. Then I use the other broom when it's dirt or whatever. Fine, but you, do you understand the <laughs> overall message yes. I've conveyed? You know what works really good? Coca-Cola. When I was a kid... <laughs> what? Uh, no, listen, listen here. I worked at a Coke plant, where a Coke bottling plant. We used forklifts with no air in the tires, so they left skid marks all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, one day, one of the hoople heads, he was super, super high, uh, was driving the forklift. <laughs> he had two pallets of Coke returnable bottles on, augured right into a pole. Yep. The whole thing spilled. There was Coke and glass everywhere. Right. When we got done cleaning that up, right. that floor was brand new. I believe and, that. And it was just spilled Coke. I believe that. Pristine uh, condition. Hmm. A spilled can of pop on wood steps will clean the wood. Yep. yep. How about just leave all the crap until spring and then not worry about it because it's all going to be dirty anyway. But, I mean, he was Cheech and Chong high. I mean, he was super, super high. So, Rook, will you do me a favor? Um, Cartoon bubble this particular situation. And when the CP watches the mayor bring four different piles of snow into the garage. That would be fun if she was standing up on that upper level looking down in the garage. With her arms crossed. What are you going to do with the four piles of snow now? You used to just do one and just sweep it all out. Now you're doing four piles. What did you learn? When she talks to you guys behind his back does when she's talking to me she always refers to him as the mayor it's yes. so funny yeah. he's never joe he's always the mayor my favorite is look at him nothing more than that it's just look at him and she doesn't say anything more and and i know what she's saying without her saying it just look at him look at him look at him yeah well anyway you can have all the fun you want but i think i've just uh i think i've just done a public service Uh, i'm sure i'm telling many glers nothing they haven't already accomplished but i've been doing it wrong and from now on i'm going to try this method all right Good. Wouldn't you still, though, at some point need to use the squeegee when you're done with the broom? This guy didn't have to. Oh, all right. You know, the clean, the cleansing power of the snow picks up the, the crud. And with each new pile of snow, uh, more and more crud disappears. I think my extent is just cleaning out the slush with the squeegee and not worrying about the uh, the sand, yeah, the sand in, and the cleanliness of the floor. That's enough of that. Is, is this for, no wait, wait, no, wait, no. Yeah, there's more. drawn out. Is, right. the, is this for any kind of garage floor? Like I, this year, I got mine done. I got you know the epoxy stuff. All nice. the more important oh, to do it that way. Then. Fancy. All the more important really? to do it that way to preserve the epoxy finish. My epoxy finish is long since been worn down. I'm probably. Do for a replacement of that finish, yeah. but this will Let's help get an advertiser. It. Let's this go. Will help maintain Garage it. floors. Suits, All right, I'll, um, I'll try it. Sure. Are you as bad as my father when I was growing up? Once or twice a summer, he would drag the hose. Well, actually, we had a laundry tub in the uh, garage, so he would hook up the hose, and he would he would not only um, spray it out, but he'd scrub it. He'd throw soap down. He'd oh, scrub I do it, that. Every and spring. then he'd spray. It. Every spring. Yeah, that always cracked me yeah, up. Every spring. <laughs> I see Kenny bringing in piles of dirt just to yeah. make it. And that's, when I, would, oh that's when I would use the squeegee. That. That's when I would that's use the, the squeegee. squeegee. Okay. 
Squeegee's more. Uh, I'll no, I'm with you. I hope you all slip and slide, and fall in down, there, and break your Rook, neck. <laughs> Rook, I pull in there with my dirt bike after riding yes. through like a plow field, and it's just mud, mud, off. mud. Oh my god, he's oh, a heart attack. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is so rich. How rich, How rich is, he? is he? He built a new $450 million yacht, which will require the dismantling of a bridge in Rotterdam, and he'll pay for its replacement. Wow. That's rich. Fun. That's fun rich. That is somebody else's wiping your hiney rich. He will pay Rotterdam to partially dismantle a nearly 145-year-old bridge so he can sail his $485 million super, super yacht out after finishing construction on the vessel. The Ocean, the Ocean Coast Shipyard of All Blasserdam near Rotterdam is nearly completed construction of Y721, the former Amazon CEO's yacht, but the vessel is too big to sail out with the bridge as it is. The builders asked the local council to remove the bridge's central section so the yacht can pass. Uh, the, the vessel will have a height of over 130 feet. And the way out to the it's way like out to the ship. The way out to the sea is the only way out," said the mayor of Rotterdam. And adding that uh, Bezos uh, will pay for the operation. The super yacht will be the largest boat built in Ocean Co, and one of the largest ever built. It requires a 130-foot clearance at least to pass through. It's called the Koningshaven Bridge, known to locals as De Hef. It dates from 1878, but was rebuilt. After the Nazis bombed it in 1940 during World War II, the local council replaced the original swing bridge design after several traffic jams and collisions, changing it to a lift bridge. The local council completed a major repair on the bridge in 2017 and promised not to dismantle the bridge again. The shipbuilders dismissed suggestions that they sail a partially finished vessel down the river and finish it elsewhere. Marcel Walravens who managed the renovation, said it would prove impractical. Wait a minute. I'm looking at De Hef right now. It's a lift bridge. Mm-hmm. Did you say it's a lift bridge? Uh, they I, they changed yeah. it from a swing bridge to a lift bridge. Okay, I have a GL take on this. I mean, one <laughs> obvious take would be, you you rich fool, you, you, you're even going to ask them to remove this historic bridge. Uh, well, before I get to the GL take, I have questions that weren't answered. Wouldn't they have known this while building it? Well, obviously. You'd think. You, you need so so did, they, did they just anticipate that at some point the builders are going to go to Bezos and say, by the way, you better start talking to the mayor here because we're going to have to tear down the bridge to get you through it. Yeah, at some point they would know they had to send it out to sea. Okay, my garage logic take on it is if the, if Rotterdam is smart— They'll insist that Bezos upgrade the bridge to its fullest potential, and the taxpayers don't have to pay for it. Yeah, but the charm might be it's 145 years old. And much of that can remain. It looks exactly like the Duluth uh, lift bridge. Mm -hmm. I mean, exactly. Except it's from 1878. Well, the Duluth bridge has got... That doesn't separate. That just raises, correct? That's what this one does. Yeah. But not high enough for this new boat. Okay. So a why Weigh didn't it down they, more? Why why didn't they know that? And and b, uh, it sounds like Rotterdam will end up with a, even though it was remodeled in 2017, a brand new updated bridge that they don't have to pay for. Okay, I'm not the. Go ahead, John. 
I was just going to say the story I have, Joe, has a little different uh, take. It says the company building the ship will pay for it. Oceanco? Well, I got news for you. They're, they'll well, build Bezos. They'll put the, the, they'll put the cost. They'll build the Bezos. Bezos for it. Yeah. Because the you story know, I'm reading uh, is from Fox Business, and it says Bezos will pay for Rotterdam to do hmm. this work. There's a bridge right next to it that looks like it's right down at water level, though. That's a big boat. I don't know what. How much fun would a, a, a seriously, I'm, I'm not trying to be silly here. How much fun would a $450 million yacht be? At some point, isn't it? Isn't that just too much? Here's my deal. I, I don't want yes. to hire people yeah. to run it. Yeah, he's not going to sit there with the wheel and wear one of those hats with a steering right. wheel on the skipper it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I want a boat that I can drive, and I don't want any people on it to see me walking around Stark A. Yeah. That's my right deal. to see some of your you know odd right. habits and right. the way you like to right. do uh, things, as we say. <laughs> You know, right. I don't want right. that either. I want some right. privacy. Rookie. What are you going to do with that, Mr. Olson? What, right. what was your question? <laughs> <Just> watch. <laughs> you said that you wouldn't want. What was your question earlier? What? How, it, how much is too much? A $450 million yacht I, is a bit much. I'd be willing to find out. You're I can't willing to uh, take yeah. the chance. Okay. <laughs> I can't identify with it. It seems so preposterous that I can't identify with it. Give me a nice Minnetonka skipper liner. I can go up and down. All the, you uh, want is a little pontoon boat. Yeah. yeah, I'd like a little port of Well, Kenny can too. sell you the cirrhosis of the river. Right. Cirrhosis of the river, the best <laughs> name ever for a boat. Well, here's a guy with another GL idea. Bob. Our budget surplus has been reported at $7.7 billion. Correct. Oh, they can't wait to get their hands on it. It would take a billion to pay off the federal subsidies for the Southwest Light Rail. Walls would still have $6.7 billion to play with. We would still save over $500 million on the total cost by pulling up stakes and walking away from this boondoggle. Number four, he, said, he admits his estimates are very rough. But that's, that's what a sane government would do. They would look at this boondoggle and say, we don't have it under control. We don't know what it will cost. Right. We don't know when we can finish it. Let's cut our, uh, let's cut our losses. Pay back the feds, which wasn't their money. That's our money. Pay back the feds with our money. And get out of this deal and, and finish. Don't do it. Don't it do be, it. Well, but that's introducing common sense to people that don't have any. That's true. That's true. I was trying to do the math again because we were getting the walls check, right? Aren't we all getting 175 I, bucks I, I or 350 for? I, I think only certain people will. I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. It's just folly. This guy is folly. If he you really didn't pay is. any taxes, you are getting a 300 dollars check. <laughs> yeah. If you paid a lot of taxes, you ain't get nothing. Get nothing. Thank you for your contribution. Nothing in like it. We should take the seven point seven billion and just give it to the food for the family and feed the feed yes. the future. What, did, what yeah. was that? They know what to do with it. Right. There's another, buy nice houses. There's another reason to continue to dig deep in that alleged fraud. How do we know where a lot of that money went? How do yeah. we know it didn't go back overseas to fund terrorism, for example? Oh, let's follow the money right here. That's this is the Brooke. perfect example of follow the money. So Joe and I were chatting about this before you you got here today. I got here a little early. No, that's okay. But when someone flies overseas and they're bringing cash, whether it's in their luggage or whatever, yes. don't they have to declare that? You may What's not, that process? You may not bring more than $10,000 in cash through TSA to the airport. If you do, you are going to be stopped. They are going to uh, the, the the cops will come out of the woodwork and say, "We need to see uh, your bag." How could you fly money to? 
Well, if you if you have if you present them with, here's my withdrawal thing from the bank, and yeah. I won the lottery, or I'm a retiree, and I have this money, they will say, oh, we understand. But it's still limited to ten grand. Y- yes, you, they, they will. If, you, if it's over ten grand, that sends a, a uh, set of events the in next, motion. The next crop of bureaucrats enters the right, and then bureaucrats. If, but if you say, here's my deposit slips, it's re- legit. You get your money back. If you don't, they keep it as evidence, and uh, then they go to the VU. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> this this story should be uh, in the paper daily. But my guess is those guys were wire. If 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 indeed they were sending money back, that was a wire transfer, which is then also going to be illegal, and that's felonious activity. So that's even worse. Why is that felonious? Because it's not their money. It's not their money. Yeah, but it's, who knows that it's not their money? Oh. Well, if if it's if it indeed is proven that they obtain that money illegally and then send it over to wherever their home country is. Uh, that's we, we not only haven't proven anything, there's never even been an arrest. That's why we Why isn't this in the paper every single day? I'm begging people to stay on this. But at least we are talking about it, and that's key. I, I'm not sure we have any influence. Well, we're keeping it alive for our people that want to know what's going on. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, and why haven't the press, why hasn't the press gone to some of these outfits that were supposed to be feeding the children and mm. asked them what there kind of go. hardships have you experienced when you weren't feeding children? There you go, right there. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the, the heartstrings. That's the heartstrings talking about. Go to uh, <clears throat> wherever the hell they were supposed to f- be feeding 5,000 children a day, whatever that BS was, and say, well, you were supposed to be feeding people and you weren't. What is your reaction to that? Those kids that went hungry because you didn't have your peanut butter and jelly sandwich presented for them. Then it's the Department of Education. It's the uh, Human Resources. It's uh, There's many, many areas for uh, reporters to buckle up and get in there and find out what the hell went on here. Well, I think we can all safely say that the Southwest Light Rail line is not the biggest boondoggle in the history of the state. Because at least that was going to attempt to provide something to people. Right. Right. Maybe it's been replaced. It's amazing. I really, really fear that. uh... But what is most frightening, I guess, to me, is this is just one example. Mm -hmm. That means that there's hundreds, if not thousands, of other examples of money that's just spewing out in the ether and no one can account for what did it. I well, tell you? What did I tell you about COVID? We could have applied as a township yep. for hardship money and they would have written us a check. Yep. But look at also the uh, the phantom daycare kids where these yeah. outfits were taking money and they were not uh, providing care for children. Let's face it. I don't care. Which was what, all. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. That also was tied to the smaller community. It doesn't matter what race you are. You, there are people that have the potential to figure out fraud, and they do it well. And that's we're being taken by, you know, all sorts of people with races, ill intent. All yeah. races: yeah. white, black, purple, yellow, green. Is there rose? I don't Did know. you notice the behavior of the judge who? Uh, had a case yesterday with Cortez Rice. Cortez Rice is the father of the child, and he is a child, he's 15. Uh, uh, Jama- Jamari Rice, who was killed outside that school in Richfield the other day, mm-hmm. and what turned out to be a disturbance among people who apparently knew each other. Uh, and the father of Jamali, Jamari Rice is Cortez Rice, who happened to be in jail uh, for his charge of 
uh, harassment, harassing uh, what he believed to be the residence of Judge Chu in the Kim Potter case. Uh, he, uh, Cortez Rice appeared in court Wednesday for the previously scheduled virtual hearing and was hoping to be given a furlough from Judge William Leary to attend services for his son, which have yet to be arranged. Leary expressed his condolences to Cortez Rice, then put off agreeing to a furlough from the county workhouse. Leary said he first wanted specifics on when and where the services for Jamari Rice would be held. Cortez Rice did not speak during the proceedings, but wiped away tears, okay? Leary's delay on the furlough ruling unleashed a cacophony of verbal protests for many who joined the virtual proceedings, prompting the judge to swiftly call an end to the proceedings. He can't plan his funeral from jail, one observer said. Another shouted a vulgarity directed at the judge while a woman declared Black Lives Matter. The mob was attempting to coerce the judge into releasing this bad guy for the funeral. Mob the, judge is the, right did, word. the judge did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Judge Leary, William Leary. I happen to know who that is. And congratulations, Judge Leary, for, for behaving the way you were supposed to behave. Right. And not catering to this mob mentality. We want this. Well, apparently the mob mentality was so... Uh, exhaustive that the judge had to say, okay, that's it, we're done, and you're not getting out until I know more. Right. It's like, who was the other one that we, the criminal that was let out to go to a funeral several weeks ago? Maybe oh, it was last month. Well, yeah, they busted him finally. Yeah, he's been caught. Okay. Yeah. yeah. After he rammed a vehicle into it, what was it? A Right. With Sorry. a kid inside. That's yeah, right. they had that's a corner. Right. coming back to me now. Corner yeah. him with a kid yeah. inside yeah. the car. He did not uh, go peacefully. The uh, uh, congratulations, we saw some sanity here by a judge, Judge William Leary. I said, well, yeah, fine, I'm sorry you lost your son. That's horrible, but uh, when and where are these services? What are the exact details of this? Yeah. And uh, uh, because those are unknown, the judge said, well, no, you're not getting out. Well, congratulations, we saw some sanity there from a judge. We'll take it every drop in the bucket that every we can. Every drop we can find. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take a little break here, shall oh, we? Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Positive, Mike Schoonover is on the hotline. Mike runs Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview, County E and Lexington, the sole sponsor of Positive Thursday at GEL. Hiya, Michael. You've got some positive news about our buddy Austin. Hey, Kenny. Oh, man, it is a positive Thursday. Uh, last week we talked about Austin Dwyer, and he had a birthday fundraiser uh, for his fifth year in a row. So for his 13th birthday, he wanted to raise another $10,000, and uh, by gosh, he did it. He, he raised $10,300. So uh, he has raised over $25,000 for the foundation in the last five years. That is fantastic. That is wonderful. Uh, also wonderful. Uh, play for Patrick. You guys are doing a heart screen this Sunday. We are, yeah. We're uh, we're going to be down at the training house at uh, the Vikings uh, facility down there at TCO. So uh, Sunday uh, Sunday morning through afternoon, and we're we still got room for for kids. So GLers, if you got a kid or uh, grandkids or nieces or nephews who are fourteen to twenty four years old, we'd love to see them, and we'd love to check their heart out. 
and they can just show up, Mike? There's no pre-registration or anything? No, they should register in advance because there is um, there's a, a family health history questionnaire that mom and dad need to be involved in and answer some questions about, you know, grandparents or uh, siblings of theirs, aunts, uncles, that kind of thing. So Cool. Cool. And, uh, and I, do, go ahead. I'm sorry, Kenny. Um, they can do that at, at playforpatrick.org slash training house. Perfect. Uh, before I hang up on you, um, how's business going? You, you do run a body shop there. Everything okay? Sad customers coming in, happy customers going out. Is, is that the drill? That is still continuing. Yeah, good. we're good. Uh, we're fortunate. Business is good, and uh, customers are happy. Uh, I got a great staff. Um, so there's a lot to be positive about today. Fantastic, Michael. Uh, glass, service, body work, oil changes, tires, you name it. Uh, you can get it at Schoonover Body Works and Glass. 80 years strong in Shoreview, always rated one of the best shops in the metro. Thank you, GLers, for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. The 31st Annual 2022 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 18th through Sunday, Feb 20. Grab your foursome. Get ready for your first round of 2022. See all the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show has to offer, including great deals on drivers, irons, putters, and accessories. Nab great deals on the best golf apparel around. This is where I get my golf gloves every year. Take advantage of special offers from your favorite courses and destination golf resort vacations. While you're there, plus take lessons from the pros and be ready to own your golf game in 2022. And as an added bonus, yes, Garage Logic will broadcast live from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, Feb 18. Tickets are now on sale for just $12. Compliments of TwinCitiesGolf.com. Each ticket purchase includes 10 free greens free passes and three bonus passes if you purchase online. Find all show details at MinnesotaGolfShow.com. Presented by Choice Bank, your select Minnesota Buick, GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, and Second swing it's the end of the world as we know it and he feels fine joe Souchere. we really don't know more about the police shooting of a suspect yesterday do we no we don't know a great deal no we 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 will ultimately did you call on the chemo? You just reminded me of that right now. I'm sending her a text right yeah, now. She ain't going to join us. I know she's not, but I'm going to extend that out. Yeah. Um, what are your, uh, quickly, just the headline, um, Minnesota Section, Star Tribune, headline, Minneapolis cop shoots, kills man in a, in an apartment. Is that, sorry for not, for using the word, is that appropriate? Oh, I thought the same thing. I looked at it and I thought, no, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. And then the little headline, what do you call the second tiny little headline? Subhead. Yeah, the subhead says police say he brandished a gun. SWAT team was investigating a homicide. Yeah, it, it rubbed me the wrong way at first, but it's like, yeah, that's what happened. Well, yesterday we talked about the foundational destruction of the country. And civilization cannot survive without... Uh, respect and adherence to essential foundations, and one of them, of course, is law enforcement. Yeah. And there's another one that's in the paper today. Uh, ex- to my way of thinking, just an extraordinary capitulation to failure. It's the play story in the Pioneer Press today. Minnesota schools that spend less time on math and reading would be rewarded under a proposed accountability plan that embraces the concept of a well-rounded education. Oh, boy. Mm. 
The state education department is taking public comment through Thursday on changes to its North Star system, which is used since 2018 to recognize high-achieving schools and identify persistent low achievers that need state support. Under North Star, schools have been evaluated based on graduation rates, consistent attendance, and performance on math, reading, and English language proficiency. Now the state is looking to add more indicators of school quality, which to me is tantamount to them admitting those aren't working. Mm-hmm. Our major, one major change is a well-rounded education indicator. For elementary and middle schools, the state would calculate the share of time spent outside the tested subject areas to promote a well-rounded education experience. According to a draft of the changes, high schools would get a similar indicator. We have no idea what that means. Assistant Education Commissioner Stephanie Graff said the proposal is a response to what Minnesotans say they want from their schools. It's not what I want from my schools. Right. Yeah, I'd like to see the numbers. I wasn't that. asked. Yeah, uh, prove, prove your numbers. There's a lot of interest in expanding the type of measures we look at when we consider school success, she said. The department has not explained uh -huh. exactly how the new formulas would work. Because you can't, because you are inventing a situation in which no one can flunk. So there's nothing to expand or explain. But Graf said a well-rounded education would be weighted less heavily than test performance and graduation rates. It will be important for the state to get the formula right, said Andrea Rothke, Managing Director of Strategy and Operation for Ed Allies, a nonprofit advocate for historically underserved students. These systems create incentives, she said. Just as we don't want a narrowed curriculum, we also don't want to downplay the importance of literacy and numeracy. It's about hitting the right balance. Man, uh, we're, we're being taken to the cleaners by this BS. <laughs> Education Minnesota President Denise Speck said the teachers' union generally approves of the department's plan but wants to see details on the well-rounded indicator. What's the indicator? The union also objects to using test scores to evaluate schools. What? Yep. yep. <laughs> but, wow. unfo but unfortunately for them, that's required under federal law. I'm sure that'll change. <laughs> Until a more useful and accurate accountability program is developed, we appreciate the department's recognition of the importance of a well-rounded education by encouraging access and opportunity to lessons outside the tested subject area, Speck said. That's just gibberish. No one, no one including right. them, no one knows what this means. High schools would see the greatest changes under the state's plan. Besides the well-rounded indicator, the state wants to incorporate ninth grade course completion rates and participation in courses that can earn students credit for college, including advanced placement, international baccalaureate, but also career and technical classes. Okay. The last thing you read, doesn't that go against the... The first thing you read, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because don't you need those classes and those skills to even get into college? But see where it's a foundational corruption? No. What do you mean? Well, the, uh, the foundation of a successful civilization would be a sound education in basics, reading, yeah. writing, and arithmetic. Right. I do see that, yeah. And, and now what we're saying is, well, that's, that's not really capturing what we believe to be a well-rounded student, which is a euphemism for... There's too many kids that can't pass reading, writing, and arithmetic, so we're going to figure out a way to acknowledge them for something else. But they don't know what the something else is. 
Well, but they're admitting that reading, writing, and arithmetic is too difficult for some kids. So we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to uh, not expect them to succeed in that, but we'll figure out a way for them to succeed in having, nevertheless, a well-rounded education. But those so, three, what's that mean? Those three, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. Reading so you can educate yourself, writing so you can communicate with others, and arithmetic so you can figure out what you have okay. and you're not getting screwed. Okay, Matthew and Joe, what is the objective of a high school? Is it to... Uh, a, prepare you for college, or B, prepare you for real life, or both? Both. Yeah, I would say both. Well, if it's both, you need all, all of the above, those three you mentioned. You right. need to, because why? Because you need to pay your taxes, so you need arithmetic. You need to be able to read your 1099, and writing, you need to write out whatever your... If a bat and ball... Cost <laughs> right a dollar ten. I've always been a big Thursday. a big supporter of of the three R's. You know what's that? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yes, and because exactly. that can advance you a long way in life. That's Joe. why you are where you are right mm-hmm. now. Going forward, credit recovery in similar schools would be judged on their seven year graduation rate instead of four. State would start identifying traditional high schools that offload lots of their students onto credit recovery schools. But this is all wow! Lowest, what a bunch of gibberish. Wait a second. What's it's the lowest what's common cr- denominator? That's what it is. Yeah. What what is credit recovery schools? What the Where hell is that? Where you'd go to an alternative school and you'd have more time to recover credits that you failed to get in a conventional school. Oh, the Kenny School. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the one I should go to. School for the gifted. The, whole the school for the not so gifted. <laughs> This uh, Cheryl Karlstrom, Title I Director for St. Paul Public Schools, welcomes the changes. The whole reason those students are at alternative schools is because they need more time. Okay, so they get a seven-year graduation rate metric instead of a four-year graduation rate. Meaning they have learning disabilities or they're just lazy? There's two big differences. If you have a learning disability, then you need some guidance and you need some special schooling. I understand that and maybe even more time. But if it's just out of sheer laziness then they're setting themselves up for failure already. No GLer buys any of this BS. Uh, I've always said that you know a kid from a sound family can get a sound public education. Yes. I've always said that, but that's I'm I'm weakening on that. I'm I'm uh, they're they're going to ultimately drive out achievers. They're ultimately going to uh, Totally capitulate to the failure of the failed. If they don't have solid structure at home, yes. But still, if they have solid structure at home, I still firmly believe that. If they have parents that are active, that are involved. Right, but if the schools uh, begin to limit the uh, good students' access to quality education, they won't stay in those schools. They'll leave. Yeah, that's true. They'll leave. To go find somewhere else that can make it easier for them or... To accommodate, I can't do simple wow. division. Um, I can't do simple. Like I, I just, I, I can just, do simple okay. division. R- write it down. Yeah, r- r- get ready. Yep, two hundred eighty nine. Yep, divided by thirty four. I can write that down, and that's where my ed- that's where my education ends. I have no idea. Well, you how just to divide thirty four into two eighty nine. Well, how no. the hell do you it's, do that? It's eight with the remainder of twelve. It's nothing. It's easy. Yeah, but how did you? And I'm the math failure. How did you get there? Well, I just here's what I did. I took the three into twenty eight, which I knew would be around seven or eight. That's Kenny, exactly what I. You did, know what Johnny. you are, Kenny. You know what you are. What the, what, 
<laughs> is this a trick of some sort? Is he trolling? I think I've just been punked. Did he cast the lure out? I think I've just been punked. And here I am drawing it on my paper. Well, I drew it too. I mean, look, I drew it too, but I just caught my limit right there. I feel like I've just been stabbed with a spoon. Yeah. That was a double-edged hook. He got me and Rook just boom. Yep. Definitely, but definitely, I, I seriously can't do that. I, I don't know how to actually do that and get the number. But, oh. you know, that's why calculators were invented. Well, <laughs> you can take what you want from that story. What I take from it is a capitulation to their failure. And that's, you can't even blame the schools. This starts at, in the family level. It's that simple. Yep. Uh, yeah. It really yep. does. And I've... I've if you're going to school and getting in a fight with rival gang members that end up in a shooting, uh, that that isn't the fault of the educational system. No, you've got no shot. That's your parents. It's your upbringing. And, and God bless the child who died, uh, uh, Jamal. What's his help me? Rice. Uh, Rice. 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 Jamari Rice. God bless him. But I was reading today, you know, his mother was... Com- uh, inconsolable which is of course natural she's got a different last name than cortez rice who's the father's child uh so he's in jail the mom has a different last name and and jamal was living with his grandmother well that that doesn't sound like a setup for success it could very well be but it sounds like there's a lot of uh, a lot of uneven disturbance in that family dynamic that you know, here's a lot of social protocols that may have been overlooked. And apparently, uh, he was living with Graham because she lived closer to that school. So it might have been entirely. Uh, but the whole might have been, been entirely reasonable. The whole movement of of what we've been in, you know indoctrinated with equity and everything else. None of that can compare to the breakdown of the modern home, because that's where so many of these problems in our in our society are stemming. That's from. Kendall Qualls' whole platform, and which is why I'm. Praying to God, he gets elected. That's his whole platform, you know. And I think this, the mom is remarried, though. In there, there was a stepfather in the story today. Okay. All right. And this isn't Go, to deride uh, single parents whatsoever. No. I know plenty of uh, single dads, single moms uh, that are working full time and raising a kid, and the kid's turning out okay. Oh, absolutely. And I don't mean to imply it's, otherwise. It's like having four full time jobs, you single parents that that pull it off. It's amazing to see. <clears throat> I just don't buy what the education people are telling me. I just don't buy it. I don't right. believe this is what Minnesotans want. I think Minnesotans mm-hmm. want this culture to survive. I think uh, I think we want Western this civilization. Meaning, meaning normal, uh, normalcy. Respect for various foundations, law enforcement, education, judicial systems. I can just tell you from my own experience with someone I know, uh, the education experience in the inner city is... Uh, Problematic. Very problematic. Problematic. It's just, it's horrible. And these kids do not have a shot. And Well, and you're noting what the response is. The response is to weaken the, the jello they must they're wade through. They're going the wrong way. They they're must, they the must weaken way. it. And it's, it's, they're making children less than. And again, you can't lay it all on the educators. Uh, you got to lay it on the family structure. No, because it's it is it. If they're not being told to do their homework, if they're not being told, uh, you need to learn your ABCs, and they're just left to watch TV and and listen to music, they're going nowhere. But you're born in America. You would think uh, uh, the ability to read, the the ability to write, and the ability to do even basic mathematics would help to uh, prolong 
and sustain the foundational nature of education. Think of those, the Jim Crow and the sharecroppers that could not write and could not read. You know, some people, oh, my grandfather or my great-grandfather, he couldn't write or read. Think of that great-grandfather who, that's all they wanted to do was learn how to read and write so they could be, you know, I mean, it's a, it was a tough situation, but they would have had the desire to do that and to for some normalcy. And now it's it's being watered down, and that I think that's a crime. That's that's horrible. Why don't we come back with Johnny Height? Is he please? here? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Geolers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis. 952-894-4040 or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. It's time for your New Year's resolution. We all spent a lot of money during the holidays, and I can help you save some money, too. Do what I did. Call the Canopy Group. They shopped over 16 insurance companies, increased my coverage greatly, and saved me over $600 annually. I procrastinated and wish I had done this a decade earlier. Now I'm part of the Canopy Group's annual process. I do not have the time, interest, or knowledge to shop 16 different companies for my home and auto insurance. Do me and yourself a favor. Don't procrastinate. Make this your New Year's resolution. Call the Canopy Group and get the best insurance coverage and save money. You will be off to a wonderful New Year. Go to thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. Okay. <laughs> That's what they'll pay for, Ken. Yep. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I've got a good friend. His name is Rookie. He likes to say spring is right around the corner. You know, right now it's cold, but spring is right around the corner, folks. <laughs> and if you're uh, like my other good friend, you're a 21st-er. Spring has been in full swing since December 21st. I'll say all of this nonsense is just another way to remind you that it's not too early to get on the, the list. Click on aimhighconstructionmn.com. Get the ball rolling with Chris and his crews for your spring and summer projects, especially decks. Aim High can do virtually anything deck-related, from new builds and rebuilds to uh, reskinning with new deck boards, either natural wood or composite. And they've got these really fancy aluminum and cable rails. That's what they did in my place in South Minneapolis. I had a tired old-looking ghetto deck that ended up being the best. It was actually the best deck in the neighborhood, the highlight of my backyard, aimhighconstructionmn.com. They're a veteran-owned company, actually. Chris served in the Air Force during the first Gulf War, and it's actually come full circle. I was talking to him. Uh, in, additional, in addition to doing uh, residential and commercial work, 
He's also done work for both the state and federal governments. How do you like that? Now they're paying him. Uh, if you've been dreaming about upgrades around your place, be it bathroom, kitchen, basement, siding, roofing, deck, patio, get a hold of Chris right now. Get that ball rolling. AimHighConstructionMN.com. 58. 5960. You know, that video is just going to be priceless and they really Here need to is put a John Hyde. Price on that. <laughs> Why, thank you, Joe. I uh, one sports note before we move along. <laughs> <laughs> one sports note before we move along. Here it looks like the Vikings have their new head coach. That would be the Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. The team, uh, team cannot make it official until after the Super Bowl because of course the Rams are in the Super Bowl playing the Cincinnati Bengals. In news, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz leads all six Republican candidates he matched up in in the latest KSTP Survey USA poll, but the race is dramatically tighter than it was in December. In hypothetical head-to-head -head matchups against six Republican candidates, a seventh, Rich Stanek, was not included because he had not announced when the poll was conducted. The closest contest is between Walls and former Senator Scott Jensen. Walls leads that one 43 to 40. That's a nine-point improvement for Jensen, who trailed by 12 points in the December poll. Senator Paul Gazelka, who stepped down as majority leader to run for governor, trails Walls by five points, 42 percent to 37 percent. He trailed by 13 in December. And in other races, Senator Michelle Benson held steady, trailing Walls 45 to 37. Former congressional candidate Kendall Qualls, newcomer to the governor's race, trails by eight points, 43 to 35. Well, they're all closing the gap, though. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. One of two people injured in a small plane crash west of the Twin Cities has died, according to authorities. Pilot Richard Jolkovsky, 61 years old, of Avon, Minnesota, died of injuries he suffered Monday afternoon when his single-engine plane went down south of Hutchinson, according to the McLeod County Sheriff. Passenger Kyle Feibelkorn, 24, of St. Louis Park, is still in the hospital. He's in stable condition. The crash happened about 1 o'clock in the afternoon near 145th Street and Plum Avenue. The aviation tracking website FlightRadar24.com reported the plane left Flying Cloud Airport in Eden Prairie and retraced its path at times before crashing in a rural part of the county. Jolkovsky had written on his Facebook page a week before the crash he had an amazing first flight with his new airplane. Authorities have yet to disclose the pilot's flight plan. Officials from the FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board are investigating the crash. Hmm. A western Minnesota highway was shut down for a short time Wednesday night after a truck carrying beets spilled its load and thousands of the bright red vegetables froze to the pavement. Didn't this just happen a couple weeks ago? I thought so. Beets are good for you. A beet truck? Beets are really or it was potatoes. Yeah, it was potatoes. It was potatoes yeah, that was froze potatoes. to the highway. A truckload of beets is just a funny phrase to say. When those potatoes <laughs> spilled, Brooke, were they mashed or baked? Uh, I think they were baked. All rotten. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, a legit I've got a buddy that, for milk. Uh, a friend of mine drives beets all winter. I wonder really? if he works for this company. Hmm. Beets are really good for you. Sheriff John Holt How said. How do you clean beets? them off the garage floor with that redness? Don't take care of it the way I'm going to do it now. I'll okay. do it the right way. <laughs> the beets ended up like rocks because they froze, and that hurt some cars. It happened about 8 o'clock, Highway 12, last night west of Murdoch, Minnesota. The beets littered the road for about a quarter of a mile. A few motorists who drove through them before the road was closed sustained damage to their cars, according to the sheriff's office. The Department of Transportation set a plow to push the frozen and stuck produce onto the shoulder and cleared the road, which reopened about an hour later. Crews back at the scene today to clean up whatever's left of the mess. 
Not immediately clear how the spill occurred, but trucks were hauling beets to refineries at the time. The sheriff said something must have happened with the trailer dump door. It's not uncommon for drivers to encounter beets that have fallen off trucks during harvest season, but the sheriff said it usually doesn't happen this time of year. You see the nervous... Uh produce supplier, you know, waiting at 5 a.m. for his, right. his where beet, my truck <laughs> looking at his watch, wondering where the hell his beets are. No, he was hauling them uh, probably from the storage site to the um, uh, the processor. Okay. We know that. Do we have a lot of processing beet plants in Minnesota? We, I think we, we do. do yeah. Actually, okay. Yeah. Okay. Didn't that story mention where they were headed? I thought it did. I just read it. And I don't, yeah, they were going to refineries. Yeah. Hey, speaking of northern so, Minnesota, are the, are the beet refineries lit up at night like the oil refineries <laughs> are? So. Look like Oz so. from afar. Have you guys seen? Please tell me you guys have seen the billboard that a guy took out for his buddy. Oh yeah, he's not very that good says, at fishing. This is Troy. Troy sucks at fishing because yeah. they lost a bet. <laughs> <laughs> that is spectacular. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. World Health Organization uh, this morning offering Europe hope of a long period of tranquility and enduring peace in the war on coronavirus with a growing list of nations lifting almost all COVID curbs. WHO European Director Hans Kluck spoke of a ceasefire that could bring us enduring peace with high vaccination rates, the milder Omicron variant and the end of winter in sight. He said uh, this is not to say the pandemic is now all over, but there's a singular opportunity to take control of the transmission of the virus. The FBI has identified six juveniles as persons of interest in a series of bomb threats that targeted historically black colleges and universities, a law enforcement official says. The bureau said it was investigating the threats as racially or ethnically motivated violent extremism and hate crimes. The bureau made the announcement during a week in which at least 17 historically black colleges and U's received the threats, prompting administrators to temporarily cancel in-person classes and lockdown buildings. The FBI said its joint terrorism task forces were leading the investigation, which was of the highest priority. Authorities have not described any of the threats as credible, but school officials at many of the U's took precautions like sweeping campus buildings and moving to remote instruction. The leader of ISIS killed during an overnight raid carried out by U.S. Special Forces in Syria's northwestern Idlib province. And according to President Biden this morning, the raid targeted Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Qurayshi, who took over as head of the militant group October 31st, 2019. You may remember this story. It was right after Abu Bakir al-Baghdadi died during a U.S. raid in the same area. Biden said al-Qurayshi died as al-Baghdadi did by exploding a bomb that killed himself and members of his family, including women and children, as U.S. forces approached. The operation came as ISIS has been trying a resurgence with a series of attacks in that region. U.S. Special Forces landed in helicopters in this operation and assaulted a house in a rebel-held corner of Syria, clashing for two hours with gunmen. Residents described continuous gunfire and explosions. Biden said he had ordered U.S. forces to take every precaution available to minimize civilian casualties, adding that was why there was not an airstrike on the home. Uh, no U.S. forces were hurt in that operation. You know what it did show me, though? I saw the house that he was in. Mm -hmm. uh, that yeah. must not pay a lot. It must, you know. Be the head of ISIS? Yeah, it just, it's you know, a modest it's home. It's a modest home, and yeah. it just you think there might be, yeah. you know, just a little more to it than just that. Well, if you're the head guy. Yeah, if you're the lead, yeah. you know, if you're if you're a captain, I'm on a pool or something. Yeah, if yeah you're, or if you're an a elevator. Captain, yeah. A captain, I understand, but if you're the general, you're the guy. 
Hey, give me some digs. He's looking around, gets the job, and go. This is the house. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Is there an a car allowance? You can imagine what the <laughs> lieutenants are living in. Yes, exactly. You know, this is the best this little a brick. You know what house? Right. Rook, was there an attached garage at all? I did the, not see an attached garage. If, but if there was, this idiot blew it up, and it needs some cleanup right now. I yeah, can tell you. Right I'm, now. I'm guessing it, they don't it, get a lot of snow there either. No. no. The other part of that rook, uh, there was what thirteen people they said in there, and I saw the pictures to it. It wasn't a big place. That would be a crowded people. place. It'd be a crowded <laughs> yes, table. And yeah. the other thing, God bless. I, I I feel horrible that any child would lose their life to this, but this guy was not a good guy. And how many people? You're really out on a limb there. Was he responsible yeah. <laughs> for killing? I don't know. Let's okay. let's vote. Who thought this guy was a good guy? I don't think he was. What's coming up on the ride? <laughs> the, uh, the numbers are out for 2021, and not surprisingly, people appear to be sick of the news. Well, that includes yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, I re- yeah, hell, I read news. I'm sick of it. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. Just now. ask the emailers. Yeah. Oh. I love you, Johnny. Uh, why do you think I brought the new uh, discovery to the show today of how to clean your garage floor? I, I wanted to get away from you some didn't of the want news. To do positive news, news. Yeah. albeit freakishly bizarre, but yeah. positive. It's not bizarre at all. Yeah. It makes all the sense in the world. Use yeah. for the, use the bounty of nature for goodness. For Piles of wow. bleeping snow. Yep. Joe, did you notice Joe turned Irish there? Yeah. He was the bounty of oh, nature. Bye, you. you've had enough. <laughs> How fun would it be to be a neighbor of Such and just watch oh. what goes on over oh. there? Oh, <laughs> pull up a lawn chair and crack <laughs> a cold know, beer. I, yep. I, I would belly right up to my picture window and I would just sit there. <laughs> you know, over the years, over the three decades we've been together, if the SOB would have paid me enough to become one of his neighbors, it would have been torment <laughs> over, it, torment wow. like no other. I mean, I, I would see even in a shed in you the You should back. see the array of uh, binoculars I have on a windowsill that I use for watching the birds. Little bird, uh, hey guys, little bird watching. Yeah, got a little huh? area where Mrs. I watch. Kravitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that bird uh, now, is a D cup. Look at her. <laughs> 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 the eagle has landed. <laughs> that uh, that news story. Back to that again. Which now. story uh, is it? I remember, people are sick of news. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Daily daily viewership has dropped across all major cable news channels compared to. Uh, in, it did drop in 2021. Make that compared to 2020. For instance. Fox Business down 47.5%. Wow. CNN down 40.5%. Fox News down 34.6%. MSNBC down 29.7%. And CNBC down 19%. Okay. So mm-hmm. this this might be worthy of a serious discussion. Are, are they going elsewhere, John? Independent news operators? Or are they just done? Well, the only I, one that stayed the same was Newsmax. Uh, and that's they, they the neutral. That's the neutral it. one, right? Uh, no, Newsmax is not the neutral. Oh, one. that's so not. It's a. Uh, it leans one way. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. I, I do think though that. that a lot of people, because I know a lot of people personally, that have just said, "I don't need to saturate my life with this with this crap." I think yeah. that that's a lot of people's mindset when it comes to news watching. How about potential yeah. uh, afternoon variety shows that are local? If someone were to get that job, <laughs> they're on the increase. Okay, good. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Uh, this hasn't happened in a while. You wish it never would, but uh, people being people, a 21-year-old hiker died after falling about 700 feet off a Ooh. cliff in Arizona. Trying we'll to take a selfie? To take a selfie. Oh. Man. Oh. Losing relationship with nature. Oh, my wow. God. 
Richard Jacobson had been camping with a friend on top of Flatiron Summit at Lost Dutchman State Park in Arizona, about 40 miles east of Phoenix, when he went to the edge to take a picture and slipped. Mm -hmm. According to a spokesperson with the Pinal County Sheriff's Office, the Sheriff's Office uh, search and rescue team was sent to the summit, found Jacobson's body about four to 700 feet below. The Arizona Department of Public Safety Ranger helicopter was called in to assist with recovering with the body. Mm. A global sex report has revealed that the most, uh, revealed that the most Pornhub obsessed cities in the world. Uh, Alexandria, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> London Top came in, London came in joint first place with Paris. Wow. Lon London is said to be the location of over 4 million Pornhub searches a month. Hmm. Paris, Paris, uh, Paris was also found to have the same number Wait, of Pornhub searches Wait, somebody's counting? I hate month. porn. Somebody's counting? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pornhub is. Congratulations. Oh, yes. You've just <laughs> passed 1 million <laughs> clicks. <laughs> they need them just like, you know, like podcasts, look at their numbers to ad get advertisers. Right. I'm sure Pornhub does track. the same They just thing. know, right? They just, they can't come after you and send you an email, right? Uh, New York took second place on the list behind <laughs> Paris and London with about 3.3 million so, per month. This reminds me, on Hulu right now, uh, released I think yesterday or the day before, Pam and Tommy, yeah. which oh, yeah. is a drama dramatization of what went down with the, with the sex tape. Mm -hmm. Such, uh, I, I was watching this for um, my duties on my talk. I thought sure. I'd, I'd be the one to take the bullet. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah. This is the worst thing ever committed to celluloid. And episode two, if you're a GLer and you want to see the most ridiculous thing ever fi filmed, episode two, 20 minutes in, Tommy has a conversation with his swimsuit area, and the swimsuit area talks back, and they show it all. I think I'm going to miss that one. Wow. Did I see that Nick Offerman is also in this? He is. What? Is this the same swimsuit area that knows how to drive a boat? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Very smart swimsuit and area. Seth Rogen is typically awful. Um, Seth is awful, like he always is in everything. But what is Nick doing in this? Does he need the work? I, I was wondering the same thing, because he's, I don't know. Kenny, do you know that body fat is linked to cognitive decline? <laughs> Can you now. continue, please? Well, I can, but uh, but it, and I'm not going to watch it because I have no interest. But it is getting pretty decent reviews, Ken. Oh, it's so awful, John. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm not going to watch. It. I have so no awful. How uh, how's everyone here like their bacon? How do you like your bacon? Crispy, fellas? very crispy. Uh, Me too. Like very chewy. crispy. One level before crispy. I like it chewy. All right. Well, Rubbery. Uh, Cape Cape Corral police officers arrested a man at a Waffle House after they received calls about a disturbance. Uh, what was he disturbed about? About how his bacon was cooked. That's same Off theory. Was it flaccid Office or crispy? Officers got there. <laughs> Wait, are we still talking about the... Okay. 28-year-old Martin Jose Alvarez started screaming, you better cook the bleeping bacon right. Oh. Officers asked Alvarez to come outside, but he wouldn't. He resisted until they threatened to use a taser. He was later arrested and charged with disorderly intoxication, resisting arrest, and intent to do violence. All right, just because I'm going to tie it all in and get in a little bit of trouble. This is a mistake. Why would you call it that on your menu? I don't know what to tell you, man. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Wait, I worry what you just heard was, give me a lot of bacon and eggs. <laughs> what I said was, give me all 
the bacon and eggs you have. You understand. Oh, how could somebody that good end up in such I a don't piece know. of crap? I don't know. You're cashing a check during COVID, maybe. He is the only believable part of the whole thing, though. Uh, the Tom, uh, Pam and Tommy thing. Still that NBC gal? has sold out its Super Bowl ad inventory. That's, that's my next story. Well, then take it away, John. NBC Universal has sold out all ad inventory. I heard Super that. Bowl. Where'd you hear that? For Super Bowl 56, right? Is this 56? 56, L LBI, right? Yeah. LBI is 56. That's right. Uh, they've sold out their ad inventory across NBC, Telemundo, and Peacock with multiple 30-second spots getting a record $7 million. That's a 30-second spot. Wow. In a, in announcing the sellout, the company did not offer an overall average rate per 30 seconds, but several areas have pushed rates up more than 20% over the last time NBC had the game back in 2018. The only thing left, according to NBC, is a handful of pregame ad slots. After a year of partly filled stadiums and COVID tentativeness ahead of vaccine rollouts, the climate for last year's game was different than this year's edition. What? To be held bah. February 13th. CBS got about 5.5 million for 30 seconds of airtime last year in line with Fox the year before. Comparisons are inexact, however, as ads this year will run across broadcast, streaming, and the first ever Spanish, lang Spanish language network broadcast on. One thing I noticed last year, because I was in Tampa during the big game, and they had a ton of signage around the stadium that I didn't notice that when it was here a couple of years ago. And I don't know if you could see that on the on the broadcast of the game, but that must have been an attempt to make up what you were just saying, John, the, the missed added revenue because of COVID. I, I don't remember that even, but I, I don't know. Hmm. Have you guys talked about the Redskins thing? No, they're now the commanders. Yeah. Okay, but everybody, we talked everybody's, about it. Everybody's calling them the commies, though, yeah. for sure. Which is great. <laughs> That's the awesome. commies. Uh, more than 25,000 customers without power this morning. A lot of residents have reported downed trees as sleet, freezing rain, and snow is hitting North Texas. Weather causing widespread travel issues from slick roads to hundreds of flight cancellations. Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport shut down all operations until at least uh, late this morning. Had more than 500 flights canceled and most uh, the most of any airport in the world. Widespread sleet began to transition to snow early Thursday. Winter storm warning in effect for all of North Texas. Uh, all of this a problem for the power grid in that area. Remember last year, a mm -hmm. storm caused everything basically to go down and go haywire. Governor Greg Abbott promised this past November that would never happen again. Well, <laughs> it already is in parts of North Texas. Officials say they're trying to stop huge problems uh, before <clears throat> the storm gets much worse. Was Ted Cruz able to get his family to Cancun before, the, right. before the storm hit? Right. Forgot about that. Remember when um, they caught him doing the airport? He's, he's got his yeah. flip-flops on. <laughs> then he yeah. turns around and comes home. And then yeah. Came, right. Yeah, because somebody found out he decided I better go home. <laughs> Act like About you it. care. Yeah. Yeah. Radar between Texas and the Northeast is just astonishing with a, a quite a visible <clears throat> demarcation between snow and rain mm. all the way up. How does it look around Austin? Austin, Texas? Yeah. Uh, fine. Rain. Oh, okay. Huh. How about Albuquerque? I'm not going over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> a uh, uh, butterfly sanctuary. Uh, this is weird. Caught in the crossfire of 
conspiracy theories on illegal immigration to the U.S. said it'll shut its doors starting today for a couple days, citing security concerns because they've received threats from supporters of former President Donald Trump. It's the National Butterfly Center in Texas, located on the banks of the Rio Grande, separates the U.S. from Mexico, and filed a complaint to block construction of the border wall that became the centerpiece of Trump's presidency, saying it threatened the winged insect's habitat. The private sanctuary's gardens are home to more than 200 species of butterflies, as well as bobcats, coyotes, armadillos, and coyotes. Texas tortoises. Coyotes. 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 Yeah. yeah I, like, I like coyotes. Well, that's because Armadill you're a city boy. That's right. No denying that. Armadillos and Texas tortoises. Uh, now it'll be closed till further notice, though. Jeffrey Glassberg, president of the North American Butterfly Association, which runs the whole thing, said in a statement, the safety of our staff and visitors is a main concern. Conspiracy theories targeting the sanctuary, which has been linked to uh, far-right, these theories, to far-right group Q uh, QAnon by U.S. media, have claimed it was helping to bring illegal migrants to America. Uh, photos purporting to be from the center had been circulating along with messages accusing the organiza organization of helping to bring smugglers in, uh, smugglers bring migrants in to the United States. Thank you, John. Yes, sir. Hey, hey Johnny. Uh, uh, GLR, uh, GLers, I need to talk to you folks that are uh, thinking about a new line of work or getting a job. Uh, and it's with one of our longest running wonderful sponsors, ProTurf. Uh, if you have experience in the green industry, such as applicating, uh, even golf course work or landscaping, uh, even a degree in horticulture or related fields, you are the type of person that a professional turf.com pro turf is looking for. Uh, if you like the Minnesota summer days, working outdoors, being independent on your own, flexible hours, full benefits, all of that coming uh, along with paid vacations, holidays, 401k, uh, great, great place to work. You even get bonuses, some folks, on a weekly basis. Uh, that is pretty cool. 12 month compensation. What's that mean? You get paid year round. You do some snow plowing in the winter. Uh, these are very serious long-term jobs. 70% of their current team has been with ProTurf for more than 10 years. Think about that. Uh, and if you sign up, there's a good chance if you have a, a well-qualified application, uh, if you have an applicator's license, you could get a 1000 to a $1,500 bonus when you sign up. ProfessionalTurf.com, the place to go. Uh, you'll also find them on Indeed.com. Or better yet, this is, this is what we do, call the office. 952-469-8680 for ProTurf. It's Reavers here for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's called around these parts. Josh has been an investment consultant since 1978. This extensive career has given him the experience needed to manage your money in both up and down markets. Josh provides independent, personalized investment planning to individuals and small businesses, including retirement plans. Josh has been doing this for quite some time, and the thing that separates him from the rest is he will always give you straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. When you invest for yourself or for your small business with Josh, you get the same straight talk that you would expect from Mr. Money Talk. You also get an investment consultant who will work proactively with you to create a strategy that fits your goals. You can also hear him at the end of Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday with a full report. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Or for more information, just visit his website, josharnoldinvestmentconsultant.com. Hey, I'm rolling. 
Be quiet. Well, tell me when you're doing something like Start that. Start the recording. Jeez. The, the garage is going. Are you cleaning the garage right now? We ain't here tomorrow, so we're doing a scramble today. Yep. No we show tomorrow's GLR. Nothing? All right. No. You can go into our... There's been 784 of these things. You can go find one. What is this? What is this? 784. Or... I can take the day off. That's right. <laughs> no, but GLers can go find one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's what listen I meant. To table oh, talk. Go listen to one of the old table talks. Go ahead. There you know be- what, dummies? You know what else GLers can find? What? Seafoam. Mm-hmm. Because it's available everywhere and has a cure for every ill. Uh, and the most common uttered phrase from a mechanic to a customer, did you try Seafoam yet? Uh, that's because Seafoam has a cure for everything, including slipping transmission, rusty parts, the top engine cleaner, the best carb cleaner out there, the Tranny Tune. Always try the Tranny Tune before you go to the Tranny Shop. That should be your motto. Uh, everyone who tries the Deep Creep upgrades right away. Everybody loves the Deep Creep. Um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful product. They have almost anything to solve any problem. Truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. We're talking seafoam. Just a quick note from the failed academy, in this case Colorado State University. They have uh, 17 different offices you can go to if you've been offended by a free speech event. Come on! Which is a euphemism, (laughs) meaning you had to, you you heard someone that you disagreed with. There's 17 different uh, offers of help so you can go and cry or pet a dog or or do something. Got it. And uh, Again, the the academy continues to be extraordinarily failed. Colorado State University might as well be telegraphing the fact that they're terribly intolerant. Uh, And so free speech is a euphemism for if a conservative speaks on campus. Ah. Right. Right. Well, if they haven't been canceled. Right. If they get to the point where they actually get to speak. You can go and you can get all kinds of help and get patted on the head and weep in the corner and everybody will... (laughs) Give you a, a nice pat on the back. You idiots. You people are pathetic. So, speaking of Neil Young. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm kidding. Only because they come to us all the way from Marleth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. It was on this day. February 3rd. 1809, Congress created the Illinois... T- Illinois Hi, hi from Illinois. Illinois. Crocodile Dundee over here. Hi, good night, mate. Congress created the Illinois Territory, which included all of present day Minnesota east of the Mississippi River. Huh. 1809, you I say. didn't know we used to be Illinois, did you? I did not know that. In, in 1917, on this day, <laughs> yes. 11 yes. competitors. I read books. In the Red River St. Paul Sports Carnival Derby, the first 500-mile dog sled race on record, completed an 11-day journey from Winnipeg to St. Paul with Albert Campbell, a Cree from the Cree Nation, finishing first. That was the St. Paul Winter Carnival event, from which sprang, ultimately, the Winnipeg 500 snowmobile race. Got it. John, is your guitar nearby? Uh, somewhere I got one. Why on grab a guitar? Because uh, I'm going to throw one at the fellas here in a second. And this day in 1931, airmail service between <laughs> the Twin Cities and Winnipeg began. Hmm. Huh. Right. And finally, on this day in 1979, the Twins traded Rod Carew to the California Angels. Ooh. Remember for who? I don't remember. For Ken Landro. Landro. 
Uh, right-handed pitcher Paul Hartzell, two rookies, left-handed pitcher Brad Havens, and catcher uh, third baseman Dave Engel, and an estimated two hundred grand. Uh, Carew uh, said he loved living here, but uh, it was no longer any fun playing for the Twins, and he felt that California had a chance to win the uh, pennant, and he had a three eighteen batting average in his first year with the Angels and helped them reach the league playoffs. And he had his 3,000th hit against the Twins mm-hmm. at Angel Stadium. What do you got in mind there, uh, guitar newsman? John, you're... I got nothing. I don't John, know. John, you're yeah. exempt because you probably know the answer. What happened okay. on this day in... Iowa and music history. The oh, day the music oh, died? It had to be uh, Buddy That's Holly easy. going down. Go yeah. for it, John. You yeah. strum well, a few bars. A long, long time ago. Oh, it needs to be tuned, though. Is that the new guitar? No. I was just, no. Well, that was a failed bit. Boy, that didn't work. I, I thought he was going to go with Don McLean, but yeah. he went with... Uh, oh, you wanted uh, Don McLean. I went with Buddy Holly. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's all right, that Buddy Holly. Was I right the day the music died? Yes. Well, yeah, they went down in a cornfield, didn't they? Yeah. Clear Lake, who, who Iowa. didn't get on the plane at the last minute? The big bop? Waylon. Waylon Jennings. Jennings did not Waylon. get on. He wow. lost a coin flip, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, no, another one lost a coin flip. Um, but you're partially right, Rookie. Yeah. Okay, got it. Rook, we almost got all that story correct. Slightly better in 2020. Close enough. What about Thank the you, Big Bopper? What did the Big Bopper play? Big Bopper, Bopper, Bopper. Chantilly Lace. Chantilly Lace and a Brody Fizz and a Brody Hanging around. I take it back. I can't sing. Was I right, Clear Lake, Iowa? Yes, you were, sir. Wasn't it called The Surf? And I just want to bring that up because somebody yeah. I know is that getting on exists. a somebody I know is getting on a plane about as trustworthy oh, as geez. the one that Richie Valens went down on, and he'll probably be flying over oh, Iowa. Oh my god! So I don't know if we're going to see you next week, Gio. Wow. Yes. Do you? <laughs> if you say if the CP heard that, she would not get on the plane. Do you remember when we flew up to... I'm going to let the mayor go, but I'm not going. <laughs> In the good old days, when we had the Hubbard uh, radio network going, and we flew up to Duluth, right? and we're on the uh, we're on the tarmac, and it just starts snowing like hell. And I started doing the Buddy Holly crap and the, the big bop. He's like, if you don't shut your bleeping mouth, because he's white-knuckling already. He's already grabbing the, the armrest like he's going down already. Well, that you know, pl- uh, rock and rollers and airplanes. Oh, bad oh. record, yeah. Leonard Skinner. Right. Needs yep. to be tuned though. Is that the trip Stevie Ray, to helicopter? Duluth where you smelled the salt water? Yep. Uh, I think that's when yeah. we did record that promo. Yep. Uh, Boy, I smell the salt Lake water. Superior. Mm, can almost smell the salt water. Hey, <laughs> dip. Freshwater lake. Yeah. Hey, dummy. One of five. Where are dumbass. the outtakes from that recording They're session? Sitting in WDIO, or who was our loyal affiliate up there in Duluth? I forget. But they were fantastic. Oh. Well, we're trying to end the show. Are we? I thought John was taking us out. Well, he's going to. Let's oh, go, I John. Am? Yeah, Except what the hell? Why not? Rook, what should Kenny, the jailers do me. over the weekend? Have an old-fashioned. <laughs> Have an old-fashioned. Go to the Garage Logic online store where closeout items are there for your pleasure. I mean, if you want to get that Smedium t-shirt with the belly in it, you can do that. Smedium? Yeah. And you look bigger. You look huskier. Right. You know? But it still has the belly. All the shirts have the bellies in them, so don't try to hide that one. Also, go to, way to promote the material. To, this is what you get. You buy the video. Oh you subscribe God. to the video. You're going to get this. 
Okay. Yep. Uh, Pod MN on your uh, smartphone when you're not listening to Garage Logic tomorrow afternoon. If you're looking for something to listen to, things like Table Talk, Rice has got a great podcast, Reavers, Crabby Coffee Shop, all that stuff. Monday Night Sports Talk. Monday Night Sports Talk. Pod MN on your smartphone, and then slip over to YouTube and give us a uh, subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube page. Great outtakes and great information on there as well. And then go ahead and give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. We're we're here for you, okay, guys? Give me a cha. Have a great weekend. And one, two, three, cha. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold and GLers. Now is the time to make that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Call 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you get Josh and you also get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, do you really want to be in the metaverse? Chris, I don't want to be in the metaverse. I like being in real time and being in reality. I do not need an alternative universe. I realized dating back, reading Superman comic book, there was always an alternative universe. The metaverse is your chance to live in an alternative universe. And there are many companies that are expanding this make-believe world. And there's going to be very interesting, a lot of profits made on or in the metaverse, as there are numerous companies, real-life companies, that are making claims on digital property. That's what I'd call a digital property in this alternative universe that's being created. Money will be exchanged with digital tokens. Hey, that's no different than I remember from Sun Number 2, one of his favorite old games called City. Probably most of the game manufacturers, whether it's Electronic Arts, Activision, or Take-Two Interactive, are probably some of the earlier developers in real-life games. But this has actually been banded using alternative and virtual reality. Some of the leaders in that have been Facebook, now called Meta, but others have been exploring possibilities in this, including Google and favorite Apple. Microsoft is going to be making a foray into that with their purchase, and it's probably the biggest technology purchase ever, of Activision, and that is setting up the scene for other game manufacturers to be bought. And there are numerous companies that will end up making money off of this, and I'm not going to say it's crazy, but it could be very interesting. I have even seen major real estate firms, such as C.B. Richard Ellis, buying a property in the metaverse. For what? I don't know, but we'll see how that develops. Going to be very interesting. But in the real world, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, did report their earnings last night, and they're going to be spending a lot of money building out this platform. And while they're spending a lot of money and rejiggering their company to reflect their new initiative, they're actually losing users. Indeed, Facebook or Meta reported their worst quarter just about ever and saw their stock drop a good 24%. Facebook had a trifecta on that. They had disappointing guidance. They had lower user growth. They saw lower 
advertising spending, and they're predicting lower advertising spending. And they did say they had been hurt by Apple's new privacy rules. But the spending and the lower users and the disappointing guidance really hurt the company. This is not the first time that Facebook has made some big changes. Last time that they got hurt this significantly was back in 2018. Many analysts have cut their forecast for Facebook, and Facebook could be in the penalty box for a while. Favorite Amazon, which reports earnings tonight, got hit fairly significantly on Facebook news, not to mention other platforms such as Spotify, which also saw slowing subscriber growth. So there is some fear that Amazon is going to report lower than expected numbers and particularly show slower subscriber growth. Sellers are out ahead of the numbers. I am still very positive on Amazon longer term, and I will use any weakness to add to my shares as Amazon continues to make inroads in many different environments, whether it's Amazon Web Services, whose growth will slow given the size of Amazon Web Services. Amazon has got potential to increase their advertising. Their logistics business should continue to grow as well as their main retail business. question is going to be on their prime subscribers and where growth is with that in particular given what happened with Netflix last week where Netflix said they didn't see any big subscriber growth. Netflix has 220 million subscribers. Very difficult to get a lot of growth from that. Amazon has over 200 million prime customers. Again, that's a lot more people to add to generate double-digit growth. But each one of those prime customers, it has been proven, spend a lot of money. In other news, this could apply also to the metaverse, applied uh, or advanced micro devices, beat and raise. Qualcomm also beat and raise. One of my gambling favorites, Penn National, really crushed it on the earnings line. They're continuing to spend money to build out their platform. Their margins are improving and they are in more state for their online sports betting. Plus, they should go live in Canada with their score media April 2nd. Going to be very interesting indeed going forward. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time to make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952 925-5608 because you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time in the chat. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you again next week. You got it. Thanks, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.